Listening to the Common Fan Podcast, a Husker football podcast for the common fan by the common fan. Welcome back to the Common Fan Podcast. I am TJ Bogle alongside Matty Owens Sr. and Geoff in Lincoln. Big news for the Husker football program over the weekend as the Huskers get multiple commitments from transfers at positions of need. But before we get to that, we've also got some big news here at the Common Fan Podcast. In addition to being available on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, and YouTube, which we have been for quite a while now, we can also now be found on Pandora, iHeartRadio, and Pocket Casts. The voice of the Common Fan continues to spread across the windswept plains, and now you can find us in more places than ever. So make sure to follow or subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And you can send us an email to commonfangbr at gmail.com. We always love hearing from the fellow common fans. So feel free to engage with us on any of those forums. And of course, please tell your friends about the pod as well. Matthew, Jeffrey, good evening, boys. How are we? Good evening. evening. Great. How are you? Uh, I'm good. You guys have a good weekend? Had a good one. A lot of bat, yeah. a lot of a lot of youth basketball, too many travels, um, terrible passing, but uh <laughs> we soldier on. Pretty solid. You just kids you went just... to the kids went to the women's husker game today, and so they got on the jumbo screen, I think, twice, which is pretty oh, thrilling boy. for it's a big deal. That's a big yeah, deal. They're pretty excited about that. That's nice. Big time highlights. Yep. Uh, guys, last night I took Michael Boy, my oldest, to Boys in the Boat. Uh, highly recommend for all the common fans out there. I read the book years ago. It's a true story. It's a phenomenal story. Uh, mm. And the movie, the movie, I feel like, you know, really did the story justice. So highly recommend uh, Boys in the Boat to uh, all the all the common fans out there. I've, I've heard awesome. that. I've heard another uh, uh, a, uh, a friend recommended that to me last weekend. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I don't know what it is. Well, Google it, Jeff. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All right. So some big news, big news for Husker football this weekend, guys. So going into kind of even before the weekend, kind of midweek last week, they had five uh, like transfer portal guys on campus for visits, right? So two wide receivers, a guy out of Texas named Isaiah Nayer, I believe that's how you say his name, and a guy out of Wake Forest named Jamal Banks. Uh, A running back from Oregon named Dante Dowdell, and then a couple of linebackers, one from Idaho and one from Syracuse. Um, And so these are all positions of need, guys. Um, And pretty exciting over the weekend, Isaiah Nayer out of Texas committed to the Huskers, and Dante Dowdell, the big time running back out of Oregon, committed to the Huskers. Uh, my understanding, because these guys are transfer portal guys, uh, is that they'll be on campus in January, start taking classes in January, start you know being with the program as of you know basically right now. Um, all also seeing really good things from about wide receiver Jamal Banks from the various recruiting sites. It sounds like it's expected that. He's going to commit as well. Both of these wide receivers are kind of the big body types, 6'3", oh, yeah. um, guys who can get out and run. Um, and I think, look, we've talked about the promise of the young wide receivers um, that the Huskers have, and there is a lot of promise there. But, you know, I, for one, love the idea of sort of supplementing that room with, you know, a veteran presence, adding a couple of guys who have been around, who know the ropes, who have played big-time college football, um, yep. and can sort of uh, also add production as well. Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. I'm, you know, and, and, you know, I gotta be honest. Um, and I've mentioned this on the pod before. Um, I, I kind of didn't haven't for years, haven't gotten real, uh, excited, real into the recruiting or, you know, now the transfer transfer portal stuff, but I, I, I'm right now, I kind of feel a little bit like Michael Corleone um you know just when i thought i was out they pull me back in kind of thing and now i'm looking at like 
stats from 2021 of this Isaiah Nayer at Wyoming. And I'll go, that was a pretty good season they had there at Wyoming before he transferred to Texas. And now he's here. Right. Um, right. Did he yeah. get injured at Texas? I, I thought I read yeah. that. Is that yeah. what he okay. got? He got injured. He, he had a big year, about that. big year at Wyoming in 2021. He was a big. He was one of the top wide receiver transfers out of the portal. Transferred to Texas. Had a knee injury that ended his season in 2022. Okay, and that's what 20, I saw. Yep. 23. My understanding is he was healthy, just didn't work out for whatever reason, which he himself admitted in some news interviews. You know, sometimes you just need a fresh start. So, for sure, so that's the hope too. And, and Matty O, like, I'm, I think we've made it clear we're not recruiting experts on this podcast, but mm-hmm. it is exciting to kind of see, especially with the transfer portal. You hope that you know, you can bring in like immediate impact guys uh, more than we, we used to be able to. So hopefully it's simply a matter of a fresh start, maybe more opportunity um, for Nayer and then Dante Dowdell from Oregon, you know, they're just stacked with talent. And I think he was number three on their depth chart. And again, the hope there is um, it's just a matter of, you know, they had Bucky Irving, who's a fantastic running back. They had other guys who were, who were just playing in front of him. Hopefully, new scenery, new opportunity, you know, a running back room that has some guys that have played, but maybe want for yet another year. We don't know who the starting running back is going to be going into the uh, 2024 season. So, I mean, you can, you know, you got to be happy about, you know, Gary Sharp, uh, that was one of his, his positions of need when we had him on the program. So, um, you know, very excited about adding him as well. Um, and then of course these two linebackers haven't, there hasn't been as much smoke on Twitter or haven't seen nearly as much about them sort of in, in the papers or in the recruiting services this weekend. So I'll be interested to see what those updates are, but we've talked about the defense a lot and how excited we are about the defense. The one area of concern we've mentioned, uh, is that Luke Reimer and Nick Henrich, both, you know, stalwart multi-year starters at linebacker, um, are moving on. Uh, Reimer's out of eligibility and Henrich, I think maybe could come back for one more year, but he's had multiple knee injuries at this point. Yeah. I think he's mm. moving on. Uh, so uh, those are, as far as I'm concerned, you know, you'd love to get all five of them, but boy, I hope we can get one or two of those linebackers as well. Um, but guys, I think one of the, one of the super cool things to see this weekend is that uh, the man himself, Dylan Riola was in town to help try to close the deal with some of these prospects. So he, yep. you, you see the pictures of him at the basketball game on Wednesday, uh, which was a great win for the Huskers over Indiana, by the way. Um, you see, I'm trying to remember, was Riola at the wrestling meet when Nash wrestled? You know, a, a I, ton mean, of the, I don't ton know of if it was or not. I yeah, think actually. I had, I think I had read that he was. I think it was yeah. Amy Just. I read her article about it. And um, um, I believe I read in there that he was one of the uh, guys from the football team that were there. Okay. Um, but then also even in the Dante Dowdell, he posted some pics of him with Royola and, and Royola was in his commitment video. So, you know, the, nice. you love to see, and we talked about this on the last episode, the impact of having this guy that everyone knows is a dude is that everyone else, like his peers know that he's a dude. <laughs> And yeah. they want to, yeah. they want to come play with him. Right. And so it matters when Influence. he shows up and he, when yeah. he shows up and says, you know, let's, let's build this thing together. Right. Yeah. This, well, and he's like, right, in... what, ahead, Jeff? I was no, just going to say like, right, right now the, the kid is like practically an ambassador for the whole entire athletic department. I mean, like he's, yeah. he's at the Indiana game. And then I saw earlier on, on Twitter today, he uh, tweeted about packing the pack and PBA for the, the women's, basketball yes. game i'm like geez, right. like yeah. I, you know it's kind of like you, dude you don't have to do that but it's awesome that he is yeah um, yeah so that's just really cool to see no i was gonna ask tj if this is an oregon guy is this causing a rift in your home or anything or is everything all good on the home front there no no everything's fine my wife okay. likes to make my yeah. wife likes to make snide remarks about how it's fine we can have their backups and <laughs> you know you know they've been they've been good for a while now and we haven't so you know uh okay okay so I just smile and take it and i just expect that rule coach rule will have this thing humming by 2026 when we go to eugene <laughs> and, then, and then it'll be a, then it'll be a different story yeah yep. um, yes sir uh but so so you know i think the other thing my takeaway from this recruiting activity guys and it's a theme we've talked about before is coach rule addressing areas of need right and not standing pat and so I think that's just really encouraging. You know, 
we we need more help in the wide receiver room. Could all, we need more help in the running back room. Like, and they're continuing to go out and get guys. And I think the other thing is like, he's doing a better job of keeping the high school recruits. So you think about his first recruiting class. Now his second recruiting class is going to be coming in. So they're building that foundation, but in the meantime, they're not waiting around either. Um, they're bringing in guys that can help the program right away. And again, I know, you know, we joke about nobody wins the off season better than Nebraska or more than Nebraska. Um, but (laughs) yeah, we're proud of it. Um, but like, this is some big time stuff guys. You know, I, I, again, I don't, none of us, you know, Nayer didn't play at Texas this year. So who knows? Right. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. we, we, let's be realistic, but, um, I'll take a guy who's played big time college football, as we all know, Texas is in the playoff this year. So he's been part of a winning program. Oregon's been a winning program. These guys have been a part of like serious winning programs. I'll take guys like that all day long. And sometimes all anybody needs, you know, remember Kenneth Walker at Michigan state. And yeah. all, all he needed was a, was a fresh, uh, a fresh uh, scenery and he became the best running back in the country. You know? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I think part of it is since the commitment from Rayola, I feel like they, that had me, obviously. Duh. I mean, five star. But now, if, if they make a decision on anything after that, I'm like, it's instilled confidence in me and the coaching staff. So I'm like, well, this guy, they got Rayola. So if they tell me, I don't know crap about most of these guys, I'll be honest with you. So when they throw <laughs> a name out there, I'm like, well, he must be awesome. They got Rayola. So this dude <laughs> must be awesome. So now I'm just more than thrilled anytime I get news of a commitment at all. I'm like, we're good. We're good. This guy's great. This guy's got to be great. Yeah. They got, yeah. Dominic, they got Dylan Rayola. So this guy's got to be awesome. So. It's kind of nice to, I don't know, and you talked about it too. Like he didn't really follow the recruiting in depth before, and I never really have. But to be honest, the recruiting before there in the last few years before rule, there wasn't really anything. I felt like the off season was just kind of right. Quiet, well, the, and now the, it's just all buzz all the time. And I, I had thought about this too, and it's and you know it's one of those things where you hesitate a little bit to like bring up the past, and it, you know obviously it's been fairly you know fairly painful for us, but. I think there's something to that. Like we didn't, we haven't followed recruiting because it's like how many big things, how many big splash recruits, how many big transfers have we really gotten over the last number of years where we really struggled. And I guess you, you could say those two go hand in hand. Like we, our team had a terrible record. And so then recruiting was okay or subpar, not even that great. Um, But I'm with like TJ, you kind of mentioned it like these, I just love seeing these guys take big swings. Yeah, like I right. love I love the aggressiveness in, on the recruiting trail. I love the aggressiveness in the transfer portal, you know. And I and I, you know, just a little bit that we kind of know of the staff so far. I don't think that it's anything like where they're like kicking their current guys to the curb. It's just like we need more bodies, we need more competition. It just festers yeah, yeah. festers more success. Yeah. yeah so, absolutely. Um, absolutely. so that's what that's the part that I love. I just love the aggressiveness. It's just like why. You know, and and our buddy on our text thread, our buddy PW brought this up about, you know, Matt Rule having so many connections in the coaching game and, you know, in in college and the NFL and, you know, a lot of his assistants, I'm sure, have so many connections. That stuff does pay off. It does go a long way, Um, especially I think now more so than ever with the transfer portal. It's like, you know, a coach might say, hey, this guy wants to, you know, thinks he wants to transfer. He's honestly, he's third, fourth string here, like, you know maybe I should talk to my buddy and see if they need a running back or receiver. Right. I wouldn't doubt, I wouldn't doubt that that stuff is happening already. Um, So that, that, so I think PW had a great point there. Yeah. Um, Well, I was going to make a point and I just lost it, Matt. Um, It's it's totally gone Sunday night. What are you going to (laughs) do? Well, um, the other, the other kind of really fascinating news, um, coming out uh, of the weekend uh, reported by multiple outlets is that Dana Holgerson is Uh-oh. in talks uh, with the staff about a potential role on the staff. So for the common fans who don't know, Holgerson was most recently the head coach at Houston. Before that, he was at West Virginia for a number of years. But I think the, the main reason this is intriguing is because he's known as an offensive guy. He's been an offensive coordinator. He's been a quarterback's coach. His teams, his offenses have scored lots of lots of points. A lot of points. Um, so it's well, kind of good. fascinating to me. Um, he he 
is he has been known as an air raid guy. Yeah, he's a leech, I, a leech disciple. Yeah, he comes from the Mike Leach tree. Halmum, oh, okay. Mike Leach. All right, air, hey. air raid. So, so I don't, I don't foresee the Huskers uh, moving in that direction. So it's kind of fascinating. And you know how it is with with you know he's probably gotten a big buyout from Houston, and so it could be something as simple as being an analyst, right, and just offering some some thoughts to the staff about the offense. Um, maybe he'd be willing to be a quarterbacks coach here. And like, we don't currently have, there's a limit on the number of assistants you can have in the NCAA. And we're currently, you know, we don't currently have an open spot. So that would take, I don't know what they would do there. Um, you know, the, the thinking would be they'd probably, um, take remove one of the other assistants and have Satterfield coach that position or something, something like that. Right. I mean, they'd have to make, they'd have to make it make sense. Um, but really fascinating about Holgerson. And you wonder, it's like, are Matt rule and Holgerson just like buddies. And they're like, like, how serious is this? Right. That's what you, you well, really that's, wonder. The timeline I think would work out to where they probably wouldn't they have coached against each other in the big 12 West Virginia and Baylor. Would that would yeah, that does that timeline work out? Yeah, that would so make maybe, sense. Yeah, so it I could be so. that they're buddies. But you know, I think where I'm at with Holgerson, I and for the record, I, I think he's kooky, but I <laughs> but I love him. Like like you said, he, his offense has always scored a ton of points. You can't mm-hmm. tell me he doesn't know a thing or two or twelve about quarterback and wide receiver play. If you right. watched any of his teams over the years, he's always got some stud receivers. And he's always got a quarterback with a cannon. So you can't tell me he doesn't know a, few, a thing or two about those two things. And, right. you know, maybe I'm he, the guy, the guy knows a ton of football. Don't get me wrong. Um, schematically, does it fit with what we want to do? Not really, but, you know, who cares? I mean, Wisconsin well, is trying, trying to run a more pass happy offense, um, which I don't necessarily think is a great idea or agree with. But because that's going kind of going against their identity, what they've been for years and years and years, and what made them successful. But it doesn't hurt because you're we're gonna have to throw the ball at some point. Well, we're gonna have to throw the ball. And the other thing is, like, look at what our offense was last year. Right. Like, do I don't yeah. think we want I don't think we want somebody who has the exact same philosophy. Like, like bring in some new ideas. Bring in you know that doesn't mean you're gonna adopt all those ideas, but you know bring right. in somebody who's like you said, has been really successful and scored lots and lots of points. Um, and, you know, I, I'm all for it. I mean, especially we cited the data a few episodes ago that um, Satterfield's offenses have been much better when he has not also had the responsibility for coaching quarterbacks. So even if it's like making, um, you know, making Holgerson the quarterbacks coach, um, all for it, right? All for it. Right. Um, you want to you want to just replace the offensive coordinator? Maybe we could talk about that. I don't know. Maybe we could talk about that. <laughs> Let's, we could have that conversation. You know, um, I don't. You know? I don't think a lot of Husker fans would lose sleep over that. No. I mean, you know, if Dana if Dana happens to be an offensive analyst and we send Satterfield off to fly a a, a cargo plane <laughs> full of rubber dog shit uh, out of Hong Kong, of Hong Hong Kong. Kong <laughs> then Dana can just step in. That's exactly right. I I have confidence in him just strictly from his name. I'm a big fan of people that have the name that can be used for both male and female, like Dana. Like Dana could be used as a girl in the guy's name. And Dana White is a very successful person. Uh, A good example of that would be, um, what's his name? Leslie. Leslie is another name of a girl and guy's name (laughs) They can work both ways. You know, he's very successful. Like Leslie, Leslie Nielsen. Nielsen. Yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Okay. Uh, thank Terry. You, Terry's another good one. <laughs> Matt. Uh, yeah. No, thank, thank Terry Belia. Isn't he thank Hulk Hogan? Isn't that Hulk Hogan's yeah. name, Terry Belia? Yeah, sure is. The people with names that go both male and female are always successful. There's got to so be a name for that. that. There's got to be a name for, for that. There's got to be a specific name for somebody that's got a name that could be male or female. But I don't know. Uh, that's a, that's a great, Leslie, yep. Dana. We're that's, in good hands. He's yep, named no, the right name. That's a very interesting point, Jeff. Thank you. Yeah, thank um, you. <laughs> so, so... <laughs> um, I think one of you just said it a minute ago, but I think, again, the exciting thing here is like, it feels like you almost are disappointed if you come out of a weekend and there isn't buzz or there isn't some new announcement or something about another recruit, another transfer. It's part of it's the time of year and part of it's where we are in college football. 
Um, but just a lot of really exciting things happening with the Huskers and um, uh, will be some fun, more fun stuff to follow um, because they got a couple more weeks, I think, to add. Well, you can really, I mean, the transfer portal, I still don't fully, fully understand. You, I feel like you can keep adding guys into spring ball or after spring ball or into the summer or whatever it might be. So um, hopefully more to come on that front. Um, shifting gears, guys, uh, I sent it to both of you. Um, I, I encourage all the common fans to check it out. This was hilarious, but um, ESPN's uh, Instagram account um, posted a video. This woman uh, made a bingo card uh, for her husband's, uh, her husband's a big Cowboys fan. And she made a bingo card listing all of his most common uh, commonly used reactions during, uh, during Cowboys games. And then I, I think it appeared to be unbeknownst to him. She was just filming him watching the game. And then every time he did something, she would like show her bingo card and cross things off. So it was things like, you know, covers his face or first down gesture, uh, quiet clap, <laughs> or, you know, like there were a couple of things in, in quotes. So like things that he says, so one of them was get him. And, uh, and one of them was, <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> so those, those both, those both felt kind of familiar as yeah. for Husker. Um, but it was just really funny. And, and it got me thinking and, and, you know, full disclosure, common fans, we chatted about this. So we, we all came prepared. Um, uh, and I should point well, overall, everyone, oops, uh, everyone should go, should, should find that Instagram post. And, um, you know, it, it was pretty PG. Uh, but, 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 but it was hilarious. Um, but, but I, it got us thinking, you know, what would be on, on our bingo cards? Um, so, so I'd be curious what, what you guys have got either behaviors or what you say during Husker games. Did you guys come up with anything? I have, I, a, I have a few of like, basically some phrases that I, um, that I think I say every game. I asked my wife and my son, my wife said, I don't usually watch football games. I'm like, well, that's a great point. You don't. <laughs> um, so I asked my son and he, I, I told him a couple that I thought I said frequently and he backed me up on it. One that I know I say at least once a game, maybe multiple times a game. And I'm sure you guys probably say this too. And many other uh, gentlemen watching football is big third down here. <laughs> Just like I don't know, <laughs> big third down here. All the big. time. First, yeah. The first series of the game. Big third down here. <laughs> um some other ones i i frequently say um got to get some pressure on the qb here um i got one i wrote one down i know that i know my wife has said multiple times uh when for me when watching games is how many drinks is that for you (laughs) (laughs) and that usually i usually get asked that after i get a little bit um uh, a little bit angry at at a missed uh, a missed catch or an offsides or something like that. And I, uh, and not, don't curse because usually the kids are watching or nearby, um, but get a little animated. And then it's how many drinks is that for you? Um, <laughs> the other one I have, and the rest after, after that, it's like we've talked about these other ones many times, but I find that uh, at least once a game, at least when I'm watching at home, I, I will all of a sudden find myself not even sitting down, just standing nervously. Um, maybe hands braced on the back of the couch, uh, maybe (laughs) standing there with my legs, with one leg crossed behind the other leg, very awkwardly and weird. (laughs) Um, just because I, sometimes I get so anxious and nervous that I I feel more, more comfortable standing than, than sitting on a couch watching, watching the game. Um, so those are some, some, some of my bingo card, um, selections. What about you, GF? I can't believe that that's like, it's like categories. I thought for sure you would say something that would like cancel out one of mine, but I'm pretty sure that all of mine are kind of unique from yours, but those are good ones too, as I do them. Um, my wife actually chimed in on a few and I have noticed this, that for some reason, when I shout like God, like after something terrible <laughs> happens, it's like God, but it's like, God, da. like there's like an A <laughs> at the end of it. God, da. Like, it's, it's longer. It's more drawn out. Um, the other thing she pointed out is I, I do notice this too. Like I try and not curse if the kids are in the room. So I will like put my hands on my face and she says, I mumbled just some gibberish that set sounds like the F word. It's not the F word, <laughs> but it sounds like it. Like just, 
That's the sound right there. Just, just this. This right here. <laughs> it's ridiculous. The other one that I'm guilty of, and this is completely lame, but if it's a big play and it's a potential scoring play, I'm like up and I'm close to the television. And it's almost like I'm running across the TV with the play, like <laughs> as it's happening. Like, get in there! <laughs> um, uh. Pacing, crouching, blah, blah, blah. We all do that type of thing. Switching seats. Oh, um, yeah. The I wrote that with that, that one. Yeah. I, I do shout like any passing play that involves any contact whatsoever. I always shout, throw the flag. Throw the flag! <laughs> <laughs> Um, the only other two, this is unique to me back when I used to smoke heavily is <laughs> I swear to God, I would go out and take a smoke break when I was stressed out and something good would happen whenever I was outside and I would come <laughs> back in and it was always the same situation where people would tell me to stay the hell outside. And so I'd watch most of the game, like through a window, just chain smoking heaters outside when it's oh, cold. Holding out. it, holding it outside with your head stuck inside. <laughs> <laughs> Looking in the door. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, and what's, what's happening? Was he in bounds? Was he in bounds? Stay outside, asshole. Close the door. <laughs> <laughs> and the only other one was, I, and I, I know that you guys have done this before, but the when you do score, and that's that moment of joy when people start giving the high fives. Inevitably, I don't know why, but like I'll, I'll decide to switch to a fist bump, and then before you know it, you've got that awkward like going in for a fist bump the other guy's going in for a high five and then you're back and forth like switching and then before you know it they're just grabbing your fist (laughs) we've all been there yeah yeah those are fantastic thank you so uh i showed the the video to my wife and i told her we were doing this she's like oh that's funny that's a great idea and i asked her like what would you say for me and i'll give a little bit of context uh like my wife, you know, I've said many times, she's an Oregon duck. She enjoy, she likes college football. She likes to watch football. Um, and she told me several years ago that I was ruining college football for her because of how <laughs> emotional I get during Nebraska games. This is even fun. So, yeah, that fun. was that was that was uh, that might have been like it's pre-kids. not even fun anymore. Yeah. That might have been pre kids or maybe. Like kids were really little or something. So I, I, I've really focused on, you know, I've worked, we've talked about that. I've worked on that. I've tried to get better. <laughs> Working on myself. Um, yeah. I'm in my forties now, you know, it's like being a mature adult while watching a bunch of kids play a game. Shouldn't be too mm. much to ask, but I, I give you all that background because when, when I asked her for the list, like she immediately rattled these things off. Like, like I pulled out my phone and started typing. So I wouldn't forget all of them because they were just off the top of her head. So first of all, she said, she said that she goes, before she said her list, she goes, there's just like a manic quality to watching any game with you, whether it's going well or poorly. Um, And then the ones that she just rattled off were punching the couch pillow, throwing my hat, um, texting various people as if we can have some impact on the game. Um, And then, yeah. And then, and then she goes, and then she said, she didn't say this. She actually demonstrated it, but she's like, and you do this or like that. <laughs> like, cause I do, I, and I, it, I don't think it really sounds like that, but it's like this, I do do this like grunt. It's like anger mixed with anxiety mixed with like whatever, but I'm also trying to keep it together and trying not to scream. So I'm trying to muffle it a little bit. And this just, this sound comes out that, you know, is, is probably pretty weird for mm-hmm. everyone involved. Inanimate yeah. sounds and grunts coming from Husker fans. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Love it. And then, and then, yeah, the other ones I thought of for myself, I mean, a lot of the ones you guys said, kind of talking to the TV, yelling at the TV, pacing, all of that. But one thing I know that I say a lot is, especially on like third downs where we need a big stop or maybe obvious oh, passing yeah. downs, I always, I don't know where I got this or why I started saying it, but I always yell, send everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, send the house. Baby. Send everyone. Yep. Send everybody. Bring them all. Um, and then one thing I remembered that I used to do, like, it was probably like a nervous excitement thing because it would always be when we had just scored a touchdown or when we were about to kick a field goal. But you guys remember Barrett Pickering, the kicker? Yeah. So I used to always yeah. say, 
pickering doing the kickering oh yeah and like looking around for like the kids to laugh uh, or something uh, <laughs> and, like, uh. anybody anybody <laughs> and uh you know that didn't really work out too well for him um but anyway <sighs> uh well i Can just I, saw, just... I, I saw that i mean i saw that thing obviously the guy's a cowboys fan but that just made me think of husker fans well, so much I mean, the and cowboys like my, are when i down. when i asked sal and asked my wife she was like oh that's a good idea. She was just like, she was like, I'm going to do that. Like she was like, she, yeah. I think our wives would all know immediately like, Oh yeah, I, yeah. I know. I know. I know about this. Well, that's so good because just anybody, anybody of fan that's a, that's a serious fan of any team that has to watch every single game can completely relate to the bingo card. Yes. Like Everyone, there are things I, that happen in the, during the course of watching your favorite team for two and a half, three hours that, yep. I mean, we just, I, I think all three of us and and many, many, many thousands of, of of football fans go to a different place. Like we are, like I, for me, when 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 there's a Husker game going on, I'm not thinking about anything else in the world besides the Husker game, and there is a beauty yeah. to that. But it also leads to these these manic moments, these anxious <laughs> moments, these these nervous cigarette break moments, and all these not things. Anymore. Not just, anymore. Not anymore. Now we're proud. We, we look look Thank like you. completely crazy people. Like if if somebody walked in and had no idea how people watched American football, especially like fans of a certain team, they would think we were absolutely yeah. deranged. Oh, the the yeah. aliens gotta get, gotta get a stop aliens. here is another one. Gotta get a stop here. Gotta get a stop here. Gotta get a stop here. The aliens who've been watching us for for forever are just like they're like we're gonna have no problem taking over these people <laughs> yeah. when the when no. the time comes. Yeah. You know. Percent. <laughs> um, yeah, another another thing I say is one stop, one time, one stop, one time. <laughs> uh, I will like to preface that those reactions are strictly reserved for Nebraska games because the Notre Dame games. I mean, we really don't have many problems like that. I don't really have to get upset. Things usually okay. pretty fairly go our way. So those are Nebraska games. Okay, I just want to yes. let you know that. I mean, gag me with a wooden spoon. <laughs> <laughs> You yeah, nobody, Je- nobody LaRue, cares. Right? Nobody cares about your uh, experiences watching Notre Dame games, Jeff. Oh, what the hell? Some, I bet you there's some. I bet you we have an Irish fan. I bet you our podcast. Yeah, you're the only you. one. You, it's I, you. It's you. <laughs> I implore you, common fans. If there is a Notre Dame fan out there, tweet, email, well, reach out. Let us know, common fans. No, but you're not I, alone. Let me tell you. T- uh, let me say it clearly. And distinctly common fans. We don't care if you're also a Notre Dame fan. Like we legitimately don't care. We yeah. would like to hear from you about what would be on your bingo card. Um, so send us an email, commonfangbr at gmail.com. Uh, we're also on Twitter at commonfangbr on Twitter. Uh, so hit us up, let us know what would be on your bingo card. Uh, this is a common theme on the common fan podcast about how Husker football makes us crazy uh, because we're just because uh, we're so in love with the Huskers. Um, all right, we're going to pivot one more time, guys. we got one more kind of fun segment. Um, shout out to uh, associate producer Dr. Weber for sending along this idea. Thank you, Dr. Weber. Uh, but we've got a series, and, and he also provided uh, several of the examples uh, I should point out. Uh, we got a series of over-unders here. So we're going to start with some kind of like, some, oh, some kind of like, basic ones and then and then do some some ridiculous ones as well and matt and jeff we, we texted about this a little bit but i would invite you guys to to throw out anything else you might have thought of uh oh and you're last, gonna love this too aren't you? you you degenerate gambler you, you're gonna <laughs> love it oh yeah you're already putting money down aren't you i don't gamble jeff <laughs> mattio's got a big smile on his face i don't gamble i'm not a gambler all right the first one we're gonna do is and matt i should ask you from when you your friends who gamble maybe you know this um when you when so when when we're going to do an over under they always pick a number and then mm-hmm. you pick whether it's going to be over under that number what does that number refer to is it the line for the over under or is it something else do you know um i for the over under i always called it the total so if you're so that I, like i think yesterday for nebraska i i just happened to glance at it for nebraska wisconsin basketball game, i think the, the total was 140 points around 140 and i just googled it's called the total okay yeah oh, there we we go. Huh. good job lucky guess i wonder how you hey, knew sure. that yeah. yeah what do you know who knew <laughs> who knew 
All right. So the first, again, first one's fairly basic, but still kind of fun to talk about. First one is number of wins in 2024. Um, we're we're going to set it at seven. Like I thought about six and a half, but I thought that was too easy. Like everyone's going to pick the over. Everyone's going to pick seven wins. No one wants to pick six wins. I feel like seven's a little harder. Like eight wins might be yeah. a stretch. No one, you know, no one wants to go six wins. So I don't know. What do you guys think for that one? Over. I'm, I've been, I've just, I don't know why I, for the last, since, well, basically since we got uh, Dylan. Yes. I've had it. I've had eight in my mind. Okay. I think eight and four in 2024 has too much of a ring to it. Um, <laughs> I so I, I think I'm, we're going I'm over. Fine. I think we're, I don't think and just barely. Whoop. So I'm saying eight and I don't yeah. want to go push. Nobody likes to push. Yeah. Um, so I'm saying eight. I'm saying over. Um. No, that's spot on. I gotta I'm go super, nine. Eight. I'm gonna go nine. Okay. Jeff, it's just it's just over under, but that's okay. Thank you. I, I don't care. All right. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh I will say the schedule also cooperates. Yes. Um, and so that's a reason to be optimistic. I I will also say though, guys, just to be do something a little bit different than you guys. Uh I was gonna go over simply because I think we're going to win more than six games. I believe we absolutely can win eight games in 2024, but given the recent history, uh, there's a little bit of doubting Thomas in me. So I am going to go with the push, Matteo, and okay. uh, and go with seven, just because I think that's the most likely. Even though I'll be, you know, I want to believe that eight or even more than eight are possible. Oh, you go push. Um, you don't. You don't win anything. You don't lose anything. It's yeah, fine. right, right, Meh. exactly. So you, live, you live live to fight another day. That's right. Um, <laughs> Okay, so number of rushing yards by Nebraska's leading running back in 2024. So that's a little bit tricky because um, we don't know who that's going to be. Um, I set the total at 1,000 um, because we haven't had a 1,000-yard rusher since um, Divine Zigbo, I believe. And before that, we hadn't had one since Amir, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So we, you know, we used to be running back you. We used to have... Uh, I'd have to go back and look. I'm pretty sure we had seasons where we had multiple guys rushing for a thousand yards. Um, would be great to get back to that. I, I do believe coach rule is committed to the run game. If somebody like, uh, this Dowdell guy from Oregon can emerge as a number one back, um, supposedly like a big physical back and he can be a three down back. And then I think it's perfectly, perfectly reasonable. So I'm going to go over on this one. I'm going to say we do have. I think at year two, the offense is going to click much more, which is going to be good news for the run game. So I'm going to go over. Jeffrey, what about you? I'm going to say under. Simply because you said Rule's a big running guy, but I still don't think that Satterfield is. And I don't see him changing very much. So I'm going to see him out there having Rayola chucking the ball all over the place. So I'm going to say under for that reason alone. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Matteo? I'm going to say under, but not for the same reason as that Jeff is saying, I'm going to say, because we're going to spread the carries around. Nice. So I could okay. see where we got one yeah. guy that gets eight or 900, another guy with five or 600. Maybe it's Dowdell and, and our buddy Emmett Johnson or something like that. Well, we, we love Emmett Johnson on this podcast. He's got, a, I think he's got a lot of promise. So we do. So I, I, I think know. they'll, I think they'll spread the carries around enough that we'll have success running the ball, but I don't think, I don't just don't think we'll have a, a thousand yard rusher. Okay. Okay. Fair enough, boys. All right, one more uh, sort of real one, and then we'll get into some fun ones. Um, so it's interesting. Uh, I, I checked the numbers for where Nebraska ranked on defense multiple times since our season ended, and I guess it would make sense, but they seem to keep adjusting as bowl games happen and as the playoff games happen. So we have been 13th and 15th, and I just checked it right before we started recording. We're now 11th in total defense. Um, on the year, which again, God, I love Tony White. Don't go anywhere, Tony White. Pay the man, <laughs> Trev Alberts, please. Come on the podcast, Tony. Tony. Come on the podcast. We'll convince you to stay. Come on. <laughs> um, so over under on where the Nebraska re- defense will be ranked in total defense at the end of 2024. We set it at 11, which is where they landed this year. So will they be in the top 10 or not is basically the question. Matteo. I'm saying yes. Um, we will be under wait how are we doing this under 13 so we'll be we will be top 10 would that be an under oh good yeah uh i guess yeah un no just say 10 or 12 yeah we'll be we'll be we'll yeah, be yeah. better 10 than, or higher to, we'll be better, better yeah. than 11th we'll be better, better than, than 11th. 11th yeah yeah um 
I'm going to go on that one. I agree with uh, Matt. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll go with that one too. Um, I think the defense is going to be phenomenal. I just think like, you know, you, you can have a great defense and still not have a top 10 defense. So, uh, you know, I, I don't want to put too much on the boys, but I think Tony White's got broad shoulders. He can handle it. Well, they so, were so good in year one. Like I just, yeah, exactly. another, a year to kind of just continue to improve and, and work on things. Like there's no doubt in my mind personally, yeah. I think that they'll be better. Abs- so yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. This next one, we need the common fans to keep in mind that Dylan Rayola has a younger brother named Dayton Rayola who is a pretty good looking high school quarterback as well. And very much on the Huskers radar as well. So keeping that in mind, number of national championships, the Huskers will win with a Rayola at quarterback. And we're setting that at four and a half. <laughs> Over. Over. <laughs> we aren't going to win it next year, but we'll, we'll win at least two <laughs> with Dylan. And then maybe three, I think with Dayton. This, uh, can I just say this has a very DeBear's feel to it? Like, <laughs> are we going to start doing the things where we're going to – who would win in the Indy 500? Dylan Raiola. Dylan Raiola. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, over. Screw it. I'm with you. Ditka. Over. Ditka. Uh, yeah. All right. We're all going over. Great. So, Husker fans, prepare yourselves for at least five national championships in the next eight or nine years. This is going to be Can't fun, wait. guys. Yeah. yeah. It's going to awesome. be great. It's going to be crazy. All right, the next one is the number of times the name Dylan Raiola is spoken in the state of Nebraska in 2024. We set the total at 5 million. I mean, what I think we've is, already hit that let's, number. Let's do, let's do some <clears throat> some analytics here. What is the what's the population of the state of Nebraska? We're like 3 3 million? I don't know. It's 1.8 million ish. Oh god. Um so that yeah, I mean that means if everybody says his name 3 How times. I know that. How do you know that? I don't like, need, how do you, how do you know, know that? How do you I think that? Know? No, that's, I think that's, that's pretty. Well, Owens on. guessed three. So like, how do you know that? Like, I, I don't know. Your head? It's just one weird. Point, okay. Like one point, one point nine, six, four million. Wow. That's really damn close. That's, I'm going to uh, say, I'm going to say ridiculous, over, man. over 5 million. <laughs> I think he's already hit that number. I'm just enamored with that. It's just it's spot on. Basically 1.8 million. He's proud of the state. He's proud of his state, Jeff. What the hell is your problem? I love Nebraska, Jeff. And I, in a previous life, served the people of Nebraska in various roles. So Good for you. We appreciate that, TJ. We've already spoken his name five million times. So, yes, I'm going to go with the over. That's already happened. Definitely going on the over. The over already hit. It's it's only January 7th. The over has hit. It's already happened. There was no, there was no science or data behind picking this number. Maybe we should have set it at twenty million. <laughs> Whatever the number is, it's. I would. I think we all would have picked. It's it. over. <laughs> all right, this one. Uh, this one's kind of interesting. Number of years Riola will be at Nebraska. Now, this is assuming I put it at three and a half. Um, I guess we should always consider the possibility that any player could transfer. Um, but I put it at three and a half simply because I assume he's going to, he's going to have such a highly successful career that he's going to have options to go to the NFL after three years. And so that's the context here, not anything else. Um, Hmm. so I'm only going to say, I'm going to say over and say four, just purely out of wishful thinking and hoping that we have four years to try to try to get as much as we can, uh, uh, out of this uh, five-star quarterback. I'm going under because I think after after we win the, we win the national son championship, a, son of a after we win after we win the, after after we win the, the second after we win the back to back national championships after his junior year he's going to go pro, where he will be a top ten uh, draft pick. Yeah, that's fair. Well, Dayton will be ready by then, so exactly. yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Okay, going over. Nice. Right. I don't have a reason for it. I'm just saying that he's got, we're going over. Okay. He'll be here forever. Owens, I don't like your answer. It offends me. <laughs> What the hell? You're you're kind of a sensitive <laughs> little Irishman. Um, okay, number of runses that Geoff will eat oh. in 2024. <laughs> now, keep in mind when we set the total here, 20, 2024 is a leap year, so there's an extra day, so you got to factor that in. So we're ahead and here he goes the- with his numbers again. 1.8 million round the <laughs> carry the one. So we went ahead, went ahead and set the total at one, and I'm going to take the under. I'm gonna take the under two. I'm just. I mean, how long ago? How long has it been? How long has it been since you had one? 
Never underestimate somebody that's working on a tight budget that's frugal. Temperature Tuesday. <laughs> Temperature Tuesday time. I would eat a lot of things just to save a buck. All right. I know that sounds. You have more. You have more insight into this than anybody, Jeff. So what? I mean, is it over? Is it the over? I'm going to say over for sure because I'll, okay. I almost. No pause. No. The other we, day. Well, we need. No, no, no. We, hey, we, just, need no, the, yeah, we just, need the rece- We need the receipts. We need, we need the receipts. Okay. And, and answer my question: oh. When's the last time you ate a runza? Oh God, it's probably been. I don't know. You got it's been probably about a month, I would say. Oh, that's surprising. It's not like I just complete. I'll still eat them, okay? Oh, so you still eat them? You just continue to mock them by calling them a beef and cabbage hot pocket. Well, that's what they are. I'm sorry, I just call them by what their ingredients are. Slander, complete slander. (laughs) Okay, well, I'm I'm sorry, I just lay their ingredients out there for all of Husker Nation to know. Hey, everybody listening, it's beef and cabbage, okay? I'm sorry that offends Owens that I tell you what's in that hot pocket you're eating. Oh, I just think it's just sounds you're, you're generalizing it too much. And thank it's, you, it Runza. Be, for it needs to be glorified a little bit more. Yeah, you seem thank to have you, an edge Runza. when you talk about it. You seem to have thank a chip you, on Runza. Your I want to say thank you to Runza, first and foremost, for trying to give these things away. All right, thank you very much. The month of January, do they do it in February too? The temperature Tuesday? I don't know. Doesn't matter. But the month of January, thank you, Runza, for just giving your food away because I know it's hard to get people to actually pay full price for these things. Wow. Listen, now, now the, time out, good, Jeff. No, 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 to the good people at Runza, please let me offer the caveat. I'm just saying thank that, you. That I just said Lincoln, thank you. I've been nice to him. These are his own opinions. They don't speak. He doesn't speak for the board of directors. He doesn't Absolutely speak for the not. Common Fan Podcast. This is his own opinion. We, we're free speech absolutists on this program, mm-hmm. so we're not going to censor him. Uh, but in no way do we agree with him. Let me just say just that. T- just take the cabbage out, all right? I mean, I would be <laughs> on board. You just give me some beef and cheese in a Hot Pocket, I'm down. I just don't understand the cabbage thing. It just really irks me. Okay. okay. You, know what, problem, Jeff? you know what, Jeff? Then take your business <laughs> elsewhere. <laughs> I have. They do, they do have good cheeseburgers, and they do have good fries. So I will give them that. Good ranch. Well, Absolutely. and you know they're not—they're not necessarily completely giving it away. You have to buy—you have to buy a drink and I think some fries or onion rings to get and the, the runs up for the whatever the price is at. What is it? Yeah. The temperature at like what is it seven a.m. something like that? It's six or seven a.m. something yeah. like that. But I will tell you that the lines that I see at Runza is just absolutely appalling to me. Like how long people are willing to wait in a drive-through for a free beef and cabbage hot pocket? Just it's astounding. I mean, again, I, I do it too. So it's just it's pretty crazy to me. Never underestimate people living on a tight budget that are frugal like myself. I'll still eat it. Right. Yeah. The George well, the don't... George Costandas of the world continue to uh, thrive. <laughs> yeah. Thank you to Runza. Yep. Thanks, Runza. <laughs> I don't think there's any gray area with where G off is here. No, there's um, not. Thank you. All right. Did you guys have any other uh, over unders that you uh, that you wanted to to share, or that that might be a good one to end on? I got another one. You guys, I, did, I, you guys sent some to the group. I don't know that I that I got them all in the notes. So. I have I have one. Okay, it's go still, for it. Yeah, it's still. Go, I mean, go, it's, okay. it's a good. I this feels a good segue to it because my my take on the runs of thing was over under on how many runs as I Maddie Owen Senior will eat in stadium stadium runs, which is mm-hmm. to me. The best kind of runza that you can get anywhere is yeah, the run, the piping, piping hot, yeah. stadium runza. And uh, so, and, and what, what you set the total at? I'm setting it at five. And just keep in mind, I, I, I think we have eight home games next year. There's always seven or eight home games. So, and I'm and I usually maybe miss two home games a year. How often so. do you double up? How often very do you rarely, play? very rarely. I'm so I'm, I'm still gonna, gonna go. I'm still gonna go over. What's the, what'd you like say that? Five? Five. Yeah. I'm going to go over. I'm going to say six. I'll even give them the number. Okay. Nice. You're getting one again. Oh, now, now, now I'm definitely going to eat more than five. Now you have to. You have to. Yeah. Well, you like, I kind of want another one. Well, you already I bet on a degenerate. I mean, I might, I might even double up every game I go to. <laughs> one in the first half, one in the second. You go out for, the, for a couple beers at halftime. Guess what I need again? Another runza. <laughs> there you go. What do you got, Jeff? The only other thing I had was. Um, what the, I don't know. You really can't do an overrunner on this. I'm just going to say it. I want to take a shot at Valentino's. Like their pizza is just too expensive. All right. And I was going to say, what's the, the overrunner on the average cost of a single slice of Valentino's pizza uh, this year? 
but um, we don't even have to get into it. All right. I just, I don't want to go. Into are you talking it. about a slice you know like or, or, at Valentino or like at, at the stadium? It doesn't even matter. Just in no. general. I mean, you give me a slice of pizza, give me a, give me a medium pizza, give me a large pizza. It's all expensive. I just want everybody to know. It's just, it's ridiculously over. Val, so Val, Val's slices at the game is also the best Val's, by the way. It, I agree. Um, very good. I will say that's the only way I like it, actually. But I, you know, what's interesting, common fans, we've mentioned this before. Matt, Jeff, and I go back decades. We've been friends for a long time. We were in high school together. Um, but doing this podcast, like, oh, I, I have continued to learn things about both of these guys, but especially Jeff. And, um, just all the, all the, your strong opinions on things in the world, Jeff, first of all, I love it. I love you. Here's the, here's my latest observation. You are George Costanza. No, I'm not. I'm just, yeah, you I'm are, just, you are George. Costanza. He, is. he really is. <laughs> Hi, uh, Val, is this Valentino's? I'll take one medium pizza, please. That'll be $45. Thank you. It's not, it's not. <laughs> and you're always posting on Twitter about the cost of five guys and which I don't even, I love five guys. I haven't been in a long time. I don't know what. The, don't don't get me started on that. That's outrageous. That's outrageous. <laughs> Valentino's is the five guys of the pizza world. How do you like that? How do you like them apples? You know, Jeff, I don't you know, know there's, a, there's an expression. Know, there's an expression that uh, you, you know, you pay for what you get. So, you know, if you're willing to cop up, cough up a few extra bucks for quality, like the good folks at Valentino's, uh, you know, you can taste the tradition, in my opinion. (laughs) And, you know, Valentino's, if anyone out there at Val's is listening, we love you. And we would welcome any type of sponsorship, money, (laughs) money or pizza that you want to throw our way. Don't listen to Jeff. Don't listen to Jeff. (laughs) All right, fellas. Well, this was a fun one. Um, Thank you, common fans, for listening. We got a lot of like, we got a lot of things brewing in 2024 that we're really excited about. We have multiple guests lined up uh, for the very near future, uh, so that's exciting. And um, we got some other things in the hopper that we're excited to to tell you about. So, um, in the meantime, um, keep uh, keep uh, watching the news for more. Uh, get, get that Husker fix because there's there seems to be buzz and excitement and news coming out just about every day about new people, uh, new recruits or coaches wanting to join Matt Rule and what he's got going on in Lincoln. So, uh, Matt, Jeff, it's a pleasure as always. Common fans, thanks again. GBR for life. <laughs>